Welcome back, everybody, to the hottest sports podcast to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the Donald and Donald podcast. You know what we do. Double D. Straight off script. Double off script. Bubble Shop Sports. Donald and Donald. Do I need to keep going? You know it's your podcast, baby. You listen to us. Hey, we give you that brand new, fresh look at the things you think you already know about that's happening in the sports world today. Yeah, come on. Pull up a chair. Let's chop it up. All right, D. Let's get straight down to it, baby. Let's get with that NFL Week 14 preview. We got to chop these games up and see what we think going to happen in this thing and these implications that the games are going to bring to it. First of all, we got them Texans. Seven and five Texans at them four and eight Jets. All right, I'll let you start with that one. Give me your thought process. Um, they don't score. They quarterback as far as the Jets. Um, he just gonna go out there and try to not get fined as Marshawn Lynch. Was <laughs> yes, he just doing the job. <laughs> you know, he just got a job. He gonna keep while he's still getting paid. I guess he gonna go out there. And, so that's and interesting. I'm glad that you said that and everything. First of all, the thing about it is, I know it's, it's a sport uh, played at its highest level uh, when you talk about the NFL. It's a job that don't too many people have. But, you know, at the end of the day, you still men, but you still have feelings about, hey, I'm trying to do my best. And right now, you're not giving me no kind of confidence, man. So it's like, what do you see? What do you see happening? Because we don't even know who's going to be the quarterback from week to week, man. Like you say, it's a dumpster fire. It's terrible. And that's the thing. Y'all, y'all just point out blame on... Anybody that you know, anybody that gives y'all a chance to, y'all are gonna throw the blame on them. And you, we already know how quarterbacks usually get that blame anyway. So being, being that you're coming off of letdowns or disappointments already been number two pick, um, it's easy for you to, it's easy for you to be the scapegoat. Now, with that being said, um, I think the Texans win this game anyway, just because it's bigger than Zach Wilson out there in New York. Uh. And plus, I think the Texans will have motivation with Tank Dell going down. I think C.J. Stroud's the type of guy. He'll want to go out there and get it done for his guy. Um, I got the Texans just winning 24-10. to 10. Cool. That works for me perfectly. I take and The thing that I was thinking about, too, is uh, also before we move on to the next one, is that um, uh, what do you think, Aaron Rodgers, where's all of this fallout? What do you think at the end of the day uh, things is going to take place as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned? Because um, it was supposed to be his year, his team, his offensive coordinator. Uh, his his guys, his receivers, uh, you know, and everything else that you want to kind of put to it. They didn't have a plan B, as we already know. So um, you, you see that this is going to be a losing season, which is the only thing it's going to do is up up their draft, uh, uh, you know, prospects and the way they, they land uh, when that time comes around. Uh, where do you think this is all going to land as far as the, at the end of the day with Aaron Rodgers in next year? Um, That's the thing, because I don't – how much longer does he have? With a championship window being open, um, is it's just scary to think about. He'll be that's the thing about that whole tiptoeing around the idea of coming back or not. I don't see why you would even try to just try to get back healthy to a hundred percent. Um, and y'all guys are in a great position. That defense is amazing. You guys have young, great weapons on offense. Show up that offensive line, things like that. Um, y'all will be fine. It's just making sure you, your future Hall of Famer quarterback is on the field. He can't do nothing on the sideline. 
Exactly. So when I look at this situation and everything, it seemed to me, do you feel like it's basically a smoke screen as far as what Aaron Rodgers is doing? Because he's like, oh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm at limited practice. Uh, the, the, the workout window is open. The practice window is open. Uh, I'm due back uh, late this year, uh, early in January. Uh, it depends on my playoff, the, the, the playoff hopes of the Jets. Uh, do you feel like it's just a, a parade that they're going to just play it all the way to the end? Because it'll be absolutely pointless for uh, Aaron Rodgers to come back, right? Or or would him coming back do anything for the team at all, even if he could play? I don't think it helps anyway if you send him out there with one leg. It just It's pointless. But I think it's more of him doing it. We know the type of guy Aaron Rodgers is. He likes being involved. He likes being seen. Yeah. As well as her. Exactly. So I think that's just – I think that's more the case right now with him. Um just don't want to be forgotten about. Yeah, yeah, because he definitely he's a media hog. Let's call it what it is. He's a media hog. He likes the camera. He eats it up, man, and everything, you know. But it, it, it's all good, I guess. With anything else, uh, everything has the storylines, and that's just one of them. But I would like to see the Texans do real good. Uh, C.J. Stroud, man, he's taking he breaking uh, uh, NFL records as far as rookies are concerned. He's really doing his thing, and like you say, with his number one receiver going down and everything, don't know how long he's going to be out right now. It's going to be a situation to see how he ain't been able to adapt. But from his play and what we've seen, he's able to do that. How you feel? I believe I agree with that. I think I think he can get the job done. It's just getting out there with the that you just don't like the situation of your coach throwing people on the bus and situation and things like that. It, it I think it creates a bad environment. And you know I'm a big culture guy. I think it all starts with culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I got you, and that makes sense. But like I said, we're uh, we, we gonna take a look at it. I, I really want to see uh, the Texans uh, in the playoffs because I really want to see what CJ uh, Stroud is able to do. Because we do know in the playoffs, it's a whole different type of game. You got the preseason, you got the regular season, and you got now it's time to play football. It's the playoffs. A little bit more focused. Exactly. A little bit more intense. Love it. Okay, check this out. Next up, I'm really interested with this game right here because it's the 9-3 Ravens against the 6-6 six and six Rams. Uh, you know, the whole thing about it is Lamar Jackson done already said, uh, my ankle is fine, quit talking about it. That lets me know that something's going on with it. He lo- he missed a game and everything. Uh, no, he, he didn't miss a game. He missed practice one day this week uh, for the simple fact of whatever it was, illness, didn't feel good, uh, maybe maybe his ankle. Uh, but, uh, we you know, it's, everything is predicated on being healthy. And uh, then you got the Rams, then you got Matthew Stafford, who, don't, who do not want... Carson Wentz to eat that seat up because Carson Wentz is ready to spin that thing again out on the field and show him that he still has it. So he's been playing out of his mind. Uh, so how you feel about this Ravens uh, Rams uh, matchup, baby? Who you think? What you got? Um, I still got the Ravens is one of the best teams in the arguably the best team to me in the league just because of what they're able to do with Lamar Jackson in that backfield. I think he's the game changer that a lot of people are still sleeping on because they haven't seen him healthy for two years. They haven't seen him down the stretch like this in two years, and I think he knows that too. So that's another reason why I got them winning this game. Um, I think he wants to show he's official, he's real, he's legitly back, and and should be in in that conversation as one of the best players in the league. Um, The Rams still have things to work on out there. Mm. The Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald's been a little quiet this year versus the past couple years, and maybe it's just because the spotlight's not on this team. Um, but they're still a great team who can put up points. I just believe more in that Ravens defense with 
Roquan and Marlon Humphrey and those guys out there to limit them more than the teams did these past couple weeks. So I got the Ravens winning this game. I'll give it uh, 31 to 13. Cool with that. Listen, uh, a couple things that I'd like to take and talk to you about real quickly. First of all, you can't forget about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. You got Zay Flowers. You got a pretty decent running back back there, too. And then you already know that Lamar Jackson is a two-way threat with his legs and his arms. So I'm looking to take and I think that's going to be a very interesting game for them to fine-tune the machine, so to speak, and uh, make it do exactly what it needs to do. Uh, when you talk about the Rams and everything, I'm not sure about the wild card situation and those numbers and everything, all those algorithms. But uh, do you think they're going to sneak in or do you think they're going to miss this one um i think they miss it just because you look around the league that division it looks like it's the seahawks to lose um and that'll they'll be fighting for wild card that's looks like it's one of those positions already going to be wrapped up by that cowboys team just because of the division they're in with the eagles or either way it goes eagles or cowboys it looks like they're going to take one of those spots um the Rams, it's possible. It's possible because you look at that lower half, you get to teams like the Saints might try to sneak in there. Um, it's things like that. I, I won't close the door, but it, it does look like it's a wild. It's a it's a, a long wild, shot. Yeah, it's a long shot. Yeah. I didn't want to call it a wild card to make the wild, but you get <laughs> yeah, it's a wild card to be the wild card for that team. Yeah, that makes sense. Now I know how dear, close and dear this is to your heart and everything. Okay, I'm just gonna tell the two teams it's about to play, and then you give me your synopsis on it. How you thinking? How you feeling about it? You got your one and eleven Panthers playing the five and seven Saints. I do want to say one thing before you begin. It's still a division game. Go with it. And we we've, we've been in. Every divisional game this year, other than that very first game against the Falcons, every other one has been a, a one possession game, a one score game. We could we could have won these games, um, and I feel that same way heading into this. We can win this game. Our division is our best chance at getting wins, uh, other than when we went out to Chicago. These these teams are have just as much turmoil as we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they, they honestly do. Yeah. They just have better coaching and a little better record. <laughs> and a little, you know, they just got. You know, they get to play us, right? <laughs> so, um, I just think with I think Jamie's will be playing this week. I think he's going to be the starter out there. That makes me feel a little bit more comfortable saying we'll win this game because I think our defense will be able to handle Jamie's, especially with his decision making. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he'll give us a lot of opportunities to make some big plays. I think we will take advantage of those. JC will have another. He'll have a game up under his belt back. Um, hopefully his snap count will rise a little bit. Um, and then just offensively, it all starts up front for me. Um, it did look a little better last week against the Bucks. I will say that it looked. It was times where it, they looked promising. Um, we are starting two new guards this week, I believe. Um, Hopefully that helps. Right, exactly. And hopefully it doesn't hurt us mm-hmm. more than what we've already been hurting up front. Right. Just protect up front. We know that's what they want to do anyway. Get get pressure on quarterbacks. Make them, same thing that I'm saying about we need to do to them. They like to get pressure on them, um, force you into making mistakes. They they like to stop your run game. Like they're one of those front seven up and guys. Like they want to initiate their defense in the front of it. So um, if we can play, if we can do that, run the ball well. I think we got a good chance of winning this game. I'll give it a close one. You know, I ain't say we'll break 20 all year. I'm going to give us 24 to 21. 
Cool, 24-21. Now, when you think about this game, and one thing that I do want to uh, talk to you real quick before we move on, Alvin Kamara's been quiet this year. I don't know if he's heard or what, and they're just keeping it quiet, but he's he's just has not been himself. I know he had a, a – I think it was a little bit of – he missed some time at the beginning of the season. We all know that and everything. Fine. Uh, he got that uh, behind him now. But he ain't been himself, man. Yeah, um, and I think it's more just they finally got Michael Thomas back, and then they got a – Monster down there just waiting to have that spotlight in Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of let's get this passing game going. You know, you, you spend money to bring in Derek Carr. Right. You don't want him throwing bubble screens. <laughs> we ain't paid you for that. Right. We we paid you to to get the ball to Michael Thomas and, and taste some hill. <laughs> and Chris Olave, uh, I right. think it's just a, a change of offensive identity for them, a change of offensive philosophy, um, which is crazy to me to think you got somebody as an Alvin Kamara back. Because you, you look at it, his stats are comparable to Christian McCaffrey those first four or five years. They, mm-hmm. I want to say it's nearly identical what they was able to do. It, it was in different ways, and you know that thousand and thousand season from Christian McCaffrey just makes it look that much better. Like It, it, it does. It just makes it look different when he does it in one year versus you did it in a community, you know, exactly. cumulatively. Right. Um, I still think he has some left in the tank, of course, because he can do it in multiple. He's one of those, I can run the ball and catch it. He is just changing, changing of the guards, really, down there in New Orleans. I got you. And I guess the fact that with all that being said, and, and De- Derek Carr uh, not being able to take him to be healthy. And, and I, I think that plays a big part with it, man. You know, because like you say, this is like the second time he done went down. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he's going to come out of this one anytime soon because this is second go around with the concussion protocol call situation. So we wish him the very best. But like you say, you got the Panthers winning that thing. And I and I, I do think that the Panthers will win some games near the end of this regular season. Cool. All right. Now check this out and these implications. Now, you have the 75 Colts, okay? Uh, hey, uh, what, what, what is it? Uh, Miss Humania uh, against uh, Browning, Jake Browning, and uh, those six and six Bengals. Now, he spent it last week, man. He got the ball to his number one receiver, Jamar Chase, and I know it's not a whole bunch of uh, tape on, on him. And Miss you, he taking he's a winner, too, in his own rights with what he does. So how you got this uh, uh, turning out, the Colts uh, at the Bengals? Um... I just think the Colts are playing motivated football. They're they're rallying behind Gardner. They they believe in him, and they're they're also one of those young teams who who scare you because they're young and hungry. They're young and hungry. They're with a bunch of guys who were slept on, getting finally getting an opportunity to make a statement, win games, fighting for a playoff spot. I don't think they come in and let a backup quarterback win this game. I think they're one of those teams who understand the opportunity that they're faced with, and they're going to take advantage of it. That defense has been amazing so far this year. Um, it's just, like I said, Garner's been here. He's been here before. He knows how to win games. Um, do you see Do you see a big game? In order for this to take place on what you just spoke on, do you see a big game coming out of Jonathan Taylor? I think, he, I think he's going to be – Important for them, right? I think because you you still don't want to give that offense the ball because they do have a Joe Mixon, they do have a Jamar Chase, they do have T Higgins, they do have Tyler Boyd. So we get it if Jake Brown can do what he did Monday night and just get the ball into these guys' hands, they can make plays. So you want to keep the ball in your hands as long as possible, especially with you having a backup quarterback as well. Just 
time of possession can win you a game alone. Yeah, and it's and that's some of the fundamentals that I think sometimes people kind of forget about. A time of possession, uh, taking you know, giving your defense a chance to rest, and you know, and really like and taking Field advantage. Position battle, all, every- yeah. And, and, and listen, and you don't always have to go for it on fourth down. If you in field goal range, kick it. It's okay to get three points yeah. because if you don't convert that fourth down, you don't get nothing. And now you, it, you know, sometimes it those three points is is pivotal. Like it could have changed the way you look at the game. You get three points now versus. Say you're down three or you could go up three or something like anything like that. They go down and kick another field goal while they're up three. Instead of needing a field goal to tie it, you got to get a touchdown to win it. Exactly. It just changes the way you got to finish the game now. Mm-hmm. So who you think you got winning between the Colts and the Bengals? Uh, I'm going to give it to the Colts. Um, I'm going to say this one will be 17 to 10. Cool. I like the way that roll in sound. All right, here go another divisional battle, baby. In the NFC South, you got the five and seven Bucks against the six and six Atlanta Falcons. Now, I'm gonna tell you right here, right now, the NFC South is still a three horse race, and it ain't gonna be decided until the regular season is over. Yeah, it's not gonna be. It's, it's going until week seventeen. Exactly. So, who you got with Baker Mayfield spinning it, and then probably Desmond Ritter? You, who knows? I don't know who's healthy there right now. But you got the Bucks and the Falcons divisional game NFC South. Um, I'll give this one to the Bucks. I'll give this one to the Bucks. Um, I'll go twenty four seventeen. Edge them out by a touchdown. Uh, just. That Desmond Ritter situation down there, and I've I've kind of lost faith in that Falcons coaching staff to take advantage of the weapons they have. I get the quarterback situation, but you have too much talent on that offense to struggle. You put up thirteen against the Falcons. I mean, against the Jets last week. It, it, it's I just feel like it's too many weapons out there. Drake, you got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, Bijan, Alligator. Al- Alge- well, however you say his name, the running back. <laughs> <laughs> you still got the human joystick. Yeah. You still got the human joystick and Patterson running around. Like you, you have weapons. Um, you just have to call the plays to that you come. You have to call the plays that you know your struggling quarterback can make. Right. Yeah, and it makes sense. And I do think that Bijan Robinson is is it, they just stop using them. I don't understand it, man. I don't know how many times I've had to watch these games and everybody's want to know what Bijan Robinson is. And it's like he don't seem to be hurt or anything. And when he comes in, he has productivity. But like you said, man, I don't know. Like you said, they're not making the necessary adjustments right now. And at the, at the beginning of the season, it seemed to me with the weapons that they had, if they could keep it intact. And even now, that it was really uh, their division to lose. It, it's the, the Saints... I think we're in the best position with their injuries. Yeah, it was the Falcons to lose, especially with them showing up that defense. They already had a corner in A.J. Terrell. You go get Jesse Bates. You you do things like that, and then you expect Desmond Ritter to just play competent football. That's all you really needed from him. I think a lot of times he gets too ahead of himself trying to make the bigger plays, fit balls into the tightest windows possible, things like that. But um, it's just a mental thing with him. And it's hard to overcome that 
Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what was it said? Uh, uh, 90% of the game is half mental. Uh, it, it really, really is, man. Because like you said, you, you can't you can't take and uh, play football with too much of like, you know, thinking about it. You really have to go out there and react to what you see and then do something about it in a quick you fashion. You got to be able to play freely. Exactly. All right, cool. That works for me. Now, check this out. With this next game, it has a couple of the implications just kind of going on. So I'll go ahead and I set the groundwork for this one. We got the Jaguars and we got the Browns. We know Trevor Lawrence and everything. He took he had a knee injury earlier in the season and everything. He didn't miss no game time. Now he took a friendly fire, I believe, on this one, perhaps. When he took his ankle and everything, his little toe, little a little a little bit tender and everything, but he was able to walk out off the uh, field on his own initiative. So he's questionable. He's not been ruled out yet. The Browns don't want to tell you who's that quarterback. It might be the backup kicker, but it might be DTR, Joe Flacco. Don't nobody know. You know, okay, they lost to Sean Watson. And PJ Walker, he's out and everything, so they're down to their third and fourth option. <laughs> okay, but both of these teams have winning records. Jaguars are at eight and four. Browns are at seven and five. What you got? Who you rolling with? Um, I'm not sure if Trevor Lawrence is playing this game. He did practice. Like he was already back in practice with that high ankle sprain, um, which is a good sign. It's just I don't know. With them leading their division, with, with them. Texans right behind you. I don't know how much leeway you feel you have. So, I don't know if he goes out there and plays. Um, and we already know about this Browns defense, which is number one overall in the league. Uh, you want Trevor for this game, especially knowing you're already missing Christian Kirk. You're already missing Zay, uh, Zay Jones. You, it's not... It's not ideal to not have your starting quarterback to go up against this defense. Exactly. Um, with that being said, under the assumption that Trevor's not playing, I'll give this game to the Browns. Okay. I'll give it to the Browns in a low-scoring game, I'll say about 16-13. to 13. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll just edge him out with a defensive play. I think Miles Garrett has a day. Um, and Zadarius Smith is back there, too. Let me ask you this, though. Uh, what, do you feel like uh, you still feel that way with DTR as quarterback or Joe Flacco? It don't matter? I think it'll be heavily on their defense. Okay. All right. So, their okay. Defense, get them defense wins the game. Yeah, that defense, I think they'll make some plays, uh, win field position a couple times that'll put them in position to score the ball. And DTR has shown that that game when they won, he showed the ability to just put the ball where it needs to be. Don't try to do too much. I don't know about Joe Flacco, though. Not too sure. <laughs> I don't think he know. Okay. <laughs> All right. That'll work. Now, here we go. Another division game in the NFC North, baby. We got them Lions. And we say that very gingerly, very tenderly. The 9-3 and three Lions, okay, which is leading the NFC North right now at 9-3 against uh, the Chicago Bears at 4-8. and eight. I don't know if it's going to be Justin Fields, Tyson Badgett. I don't know exactly how they're going to take and do that and everything. He might pull a Zach Wilson and be like, hey, I, I, hey I'm just here so I don't get fined. He, <laughs> we don't know. But you do have the Lions at the Bears, and we do know that um, when you look at this situation, Justin Fields has something to prove, man. He's like, I'm not washed up. This just might not be the system that I need to be in in order to take and really home in on the talents that I have to offer a football team in the NFL. And you know how much the Lions got to prove because ain't nobody, everybody looking at them side-eyed, and I don't think they really know what they need to do. So who you got with these Lions and them Bears, baby? You know what's something dangerous? Talk to me. A man trying to play for a job. Woo! 
a man trying to play for his next job. Mm-hmm. And that's what Justin Fields is at. Putting together tape. So, and, I, and, I, <laughs> and we've we've seen um that Bears game, I mean that Packers game against the Lions on Thanksgiving. Y'all y'all are very comparable to what this Bears offense can do to you. Mm-hmm. You have a nice a young quarterback who and Justin Fields is way more explosive than what Jordan Love is. Who can scramble around, extend plays. He has a pretty decent arm that can take the roofs off. He um they got a Khalil Herbert. They got DJ Moore out there. They got Mooney. They got uh Komet. They they have they can spread the ball around and make you start thinking a lot on defense. Um and then that defense flies around. Don't forget about Montez Sweat on that defense. Absolutely, um, you can't you can't forget about that. Uh, man. Brisker out there and mm-hmm. safety. Uh, one, of, I can't think of the corner's name. Fuller, I, no Gordon. Can't believe I can't think of his name. But they have a pretty decent corner out there. I think they can force Jared Goff to have one of those Jared Goff games. Um, in that case, I'm calling an upset. Okay, I'm gonna give it to the Bears. Um, I'm gonna say this one will be 21-17 Bears. All right, and it's very interesting that you say that because I'm going to tell you this right off the gate. The Lions can't afford to lose this game. And, and like you said, for you to call the upset is major because, listen, you know what they're trying to hold on to and everything because at the end of the day, man, this is going to be a fairy tale and just a dream that they're going to wake up from and they're going to be watching the playoffs with us. Or they, they'll probably get into the playoffs, but I just don't know how far they're going to get, man, because like you say, as the, as the competition gets stiffer for the Detroit Lions, they play ain't showed up to, to do anything with it yet. So, uh, we'll see, man. And I'd be very interested to see that game. All division games, man, are very interesting to yeah. see. But especially this one. Because people been had their eye on Detroit all year long. All right. Here we go. You got them uh, 49ers, baby, which I know you very high on. Them San Francisco 49ers. And then you just talked a little bit about these Seattle Seahawks and everything and what they got to offer with what's going on. We know what Geno Smith and everything. Uh, don't know about his injuries and how good he feels about the situation. And you do, have, and then I think they're running back Walker. I think he's taking. He's going to come back. Um, I don't know. He may be limited in capacity. But we know how explosive and how dangerous Mr. Relevant is with Brock Purdy. We know how st- Stifling the 49ers defense is, and we know what CMC can do. All right, he just run out of his shoes, and the only thing he do is score touchdowns. You got to tell me about this one, baby. I know where you're probably leaning, but you need to tell me who and why. Uh, just I think it's it'll be too much for that defense to handle. Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Um, I think just the way they're rolling right now, and after that big win against Philly, I think they just keep it going. I think they just keep it going, and I don't even think this game will be too much close. Um, I think they beat up on Geno a little bit, uh, this defensive line. I think they beat him up a little bit. Uh, if Kenneth Walker is playing, um, and I'm, I don't mean snap count playing, I mean actually able to go, that changes a lot because uh, he a, he's a different type of runner who can get you into great situations as far as getting ahead of the sticks. Still, I think that the 49ers are just head above this team right now. Um, I'll give it to the 49ers, 28 to 13. That makes sense. Okay, now when when you think about it, and I just want to just go ahead, you know, because I don't want to just uh, just just pass it away or overlook the situation and everything, because this could mean something, but it could not. 
Uh, they gave Dallas a run for their money. I mean, that game was a lot closer than what they thought it was going to be, and they almost actually pulled that game off. But like you said, this is a different team. This, this the 49ers are real. They they trying to make that thing happen. And like you said, the the, the Seattle Seahawks are reeling a little bit. It's hard to um that game. What kept them in it really is a spectacular performance from DK. And it's hard for me to think DK will be able to have repeat that type of game against this defense. That makes sense to me, man. And Fred Warner, man, he's a beast out he's there, everywhere. man. I mean, my goodness, he can man. do everything at that linebacker Ooh. position. I mean, I mean, on, on Madden, he had like a seventy-two inch vertical. He's somebody that you feel comfortable sitting on the blitz, have him sitting in the zone, our guard and tight ends. Exactly, you, you're fine either way, as long as he's on the field. Exactly. Okay, boost up that OVR. <laughs> okay, let's move on to this one right here. <laughs> you got the Vikings. J.J., Justin Jefferson is back. They say he will play. Very interesting because they're 6-6, six and six, okay, which means they're still second in their division. With these amount of games that's left, it's very important on what how this game takes place. Against the 5-7 and seven Raiders, okay, you do have O'Connell and do you do have Devontae Adams. They're building a little bit of chemistry, but it ain't all the way there yet. You got the interim coach with Antonio Pierce. They playing for their coach. You know, they already say, I'm ready to run through a wall. They're like 2-1 and one under him. Might be 2-2 two and two now. Yeah. Okay. But uh, they're not giving up on the coach. So it's not the coach, it's the play. So how do you feel about this, man? Because the Vikings got a lot to prove. And the fact that J.J. is back and he feels comfortable with being back, the window has opened and closed and he's standing on the side of the field. What do you think with these Vikings, man? Against these Raiders, um, the Vikings are playing for a playoff spot. Right, exactly. They're tied right now for that wild card with you guys. Mm-hmm. That's green and yellow, green and yellow, green and yellow, green and so, yellow. Um, That's Green Bay for y'all that didn't know. I would like to say they have enough to get this game done. Come out there with a win, especially with JJ saying he's coming back. <laughs> um, but again, this Raiders team is scary. Cause once you once you buy into something, it's no telling what you're able to do. It's no telling how much that extra belief and extra fight you got in you can affect that game. And they do have some of the best players at their position in Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Max Crosby. So you don't put it past them. Um, and I'm sorry to do this to the Vikings. I think they win this game. I think okay. the Raiders win this game. Um. And I think it's just one of those barn burning games. I think the score would be thirteen to ten. All right. Okay. Now um, the thing when I when I when I look at this game and everything, um, like you said, uh, Max Crosby, man. I mean, my goodness, man. You know, he's one of the best defensive players in the game today. He wrecks game plans. Right. Exactly. And I think that the, the Raiders will have a great, wonderful time playing spoiler. That's it. And that type of fan base. They're fine with it. Exactly. As long as they stop some, they don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. As long as they can say, yeah, but y'all ain't getting in because of us. <laughs> exactly. You, you think you think of the the Chargers Raiders situation. Mm-hmm. Y'all could have just called a timeout, ran the clock out, tied. We both get in. Right. They said, nah, 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 Exactly. That makes sense, man. Hey, I think it's going to be a great game to watch, man, with all, just with all of those implications from the NFC North side of things, man. Because got, It's three of y'all right now. Right, exactly. Three of y'all and and it, that, that top eight 
West, they're sitting at nine and three, which is three games ahead of the rest, the other two. Mm-hmm. They still got to see that Vikings team two times. Right. Um, All right. Exactly. So it look, and then you think the Atlanta. So when you asked me earlier about the Seahawks, um, it's scary because all right, we know they're not winning that division. Mm-hmm. I the thing that might help them is teams like Atlanta, teams like the Vikings being in y'all division. Things like that might help them get in, but they have to win the rest of their games. You got to win out. You have to win the rest of your games and start. You're going up against the 49ers this week. Or no, that's not who played. They played the Rams. They played the Ravens this week. Mm-hmm. So it's oh no, I just got it mixed up. The Rams play the Ravens. Seahawks play the 49ers. Right. Yeah, it's just so you're already expecting us going to next week at six and seven. Uh. I have more faith in you guys getting in, the Packers getting in, before mm. I think the Rams do. Yeah, I got you. And that makes sense to me, man. And like I say, I'm really interested to kind of see how this kind of shakes out, man, because like you say, it's a must-win situation. It's also some situations where it's kind of like I'm playing spoiler, and then it's some we got to win everything, and it's some teams uh, we can maybe drop one, but that's all. That's it. Exactly. But so, in, that, in that NFC, is the only teams who can drop one is those top three. Yeah, and that's it. Other than that, you you bound to really, drizzle. Detroit want to risk dropping three. No, I don't think they want to risk dropping one, especially with them ending with them two games against the Vikings. Right, exactly. So they got a lot to take and be concerned about. So really, Very just concerned. the Eagles. <laughs> it's really just the Eagles, 49ers, and that Cowboys team. They fine. <laughs> they good. Right, right. I got you. Well, check this out. Next game we got up right here, man, is the Broncos. We know last week they winning streak got snapped and everything. It kind of took them by surprise, but uh, I guess one of the good things that you can kind of think about when you talk about that happening is Russell Wilson and Sean Peyton kind of got on the same, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, playing field. Uh, they look, uh, they feel better about the offense and what the defense can do and everything. And then you got Justin Herbert. You never can count him out, man. I mean, with nine fingers, he's been he been spinning the ball just as good as the rest of them. I don't think his team has been really his team has really been kind of letting them down. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if these guys are sick of it in L.A. They want to change the scenery. I don't know what it is. But when you muster six points, let me make sure I'm not tripping. No, you're right. You're absolutely right about that. You're talking about that six-point game? They mastered six points against the Patriots. Right. About uh, over a very bad Patriots team. And when you say that, you know what also stands out to me is, first of all, I don't understand what's going on right now, man. Why do you have the head coach and everything calling the defense on one team? And then he's not he's no longer a coach right now. But then you have another head coach calling the offense for another team. Why do you have a defense coordinator? Why do you have an offensive coordinator? Why do you have a special teams coach, man, if you're not going to let them call their own plays? Because you got to fill a position. Oh my goodness! Got to fill the position. Well, I mean, fill it with somebody only, you think is going to help you win, man. Because you wearing too, you wearing too many hats right and now. And I think they really just bring them in. They bring in guys who are fine with saying just, I coach in the NFL. Just listening to their philosophy. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You can call the plays, but it's coming from my playbook. Right. Yeah, I got you. Okay. Well, how you feel about the Broncos at the Chargers, baby? Um, I'm gonna get this one to the Broncos just because, like I said, I don't trust that Chargers offense to to help out Justin Herbert. Mm. I don't think they, they want to win at this point. I got and you. And the Broncos are in that position of they're two games out of this playoff spot. I'm pretty sure they, they're going to go out there and give it their all. They're hungry. They're so very hungry. I would give it to the Denver Broncos 17 to 10. 
That works for me. We'll see how that works out. Okay, now this is a very interesting team. You got the Madden cover, Madden 24. You got the cover with them Bills, baby, at 6-6 six and six against Patrick Mahomes, okay, and up in the AFC, trying to hold on to that one and by, okay, at 8-4. and four. We know what happened to the Chiefs. They got mollywhopped by that Green and Yowler, yeah, okay? Yeah, knocked them out of that first seed. Yeah, okay, you see what I'm saying? That's what Green Bay do. You know what I mean? You give Jordan Love time to throw and Christian Watson time to catch, you bound to Drazam. <laughs> yes, okay? Got much faith in the team when they make it do what it do. Wait till next season happen, but we'll talk about that a little later. That's another podcast all by itself. Listen, we got them bills. You got the bazooka. You got Josh Allen. And he out there, and it, he is a loose cannon. Okay, you got Stefan Diggs and the satisfaction that he has to receive. Okay, you got one of the cooks just cooking. And then you take and then you look on the other side, you take you got the defense is, is higher rated than the offense with the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay, Patrick Mahomes can't never count them out because the Kansas City Chiefs are the defending Super Bowl champions. You also have their wide receivers that's trying to make it happen for them. With all the efforts of Tyreek Hill and everything, it's done took four or five men to replace that one guy. And they still ain't been able to do yeah. it. Bills, Chiefs, what you got? Um, both of these teams are looking to to fix a, fix it before it comes too late. Uh, for the Bills, it's a little already too late. You guys are sitting at that 12 spot, 6-6. Six and six, Uh-oh. With some pretty good teams ahead of you. Exactly. And that you got to come up and play. Uh, and like you said, you just can't count out these Kansas City Chiefs. And I don't think they're fine with losing these games that they've lost. That Eagles game, pretty sure put a bad taste in their mouth. And I'm pretty sure that Packers game did the same. They had cheese that night. <laughs> I just don't think you want to give Patrick Mahomes any extra fuel or and motivation. Yeah, what's that? What's that bullet board material? Mm. I think he just has it just off the strength of what he what he hold what standard he holds himself to. Um, Travis Kelsey has looked frustrated. I think he comes out and tries to relieve some of the pressure off of his quarterback, help him out with having a big game, which we haven't seen in a while from Travis. Um, and I think this is a game they can do it. That defense out there, uh, I I just don't buy Buffalo's defense. And with leaning all on Josh Allen, I think that's the Achilles here. So I'm gonna give it to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think they do have a outburst of points. I'll go 35 to 24. All right, and that's very interesting because I do think there's gonna be some points scored in this game. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be some points scored in this game. But you know what? At the end of the game, it's the team that has the more points that Whoever wins. Scores the most. Okay, that'll that'll work. Now let's come to the match. You know, it's a dun dun dun. Whatever kind of sound effects you want to put to it, baby. Okay, face off. It's about to take place. This is about NFC supremacy. This might not be only be a game, okay, that, that lets you know who's going to take in, uh, be the big dog in the NFC conference, but also it may be the team that wins the Super Bowl. We don't know. But that's why we call them, baby. That's why we're talking about them. That's why I double off script podcast, we make it do what it do. You know what I'm talking about. We're talking about them 10 and 2 Eagles, baby, at them 9 and 3. Now let's come on. Now what you got, man? So many implications in this game. Yeah, Talk to me. Chop it up. They win this. Cowboys can jump up to number one in the NFC. Ooh. Ooh. Um, and with them taking that loss to or maybe it'll go to, I don't know. I don't know what, how that would work. Because San Francisco just beat the Eagles too. And if Dallas beat them, they'll all be at nine and three. I mean, ten and three. So, 
But this ain't this ain't the college BCS. Man. Yeah, this, so this ain't it, college. It go by. Yeah, this this, by, this, it, this is be, big boy ball. Figure it out. This is NFL. They gonna go out and figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Who we want? No, 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 no. So, but it it has big implications for those three teams moving forward. Which is the best three teams in the NFC? So, and that's a big implication. Uh, with that being said, I do think the Cowboys come out and win this game. Just like I said, motivation is is one heck of a thing, and they already have it losing to the to this team earlier in the season. Um, Dak is playing at an MVP level right now. If you want to talk about it, he is playing at an MVP level. If because the only reason I say that because if you will put people like Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts in MVP conversations, then you have to put Dak in it mm-hmm. with his play. Mm-hmm. Um, and that defense is amazing. Deron Bland has looked like the best corner in the league at times. Um, we know about Michael Parsons. We know about Lawrence. Um, this, they can get after it, too. And Dak is playing, like I said, at an all-time high with C.D. Lamb out there. Um, I'll give it to them. I'll give it to the Cowboys. I think this game will be 27-21. Okay. Now, you know I'm going to talk about a couple things before we move on to this game, man. And I just I just taking – I need to, uh, I need your eye test on this one and everything, and I need to see how you're feeling about this. Number one, it's hard to beat a, t- a, a team twice. Okay. So that's what you – that's really what you're asking the Eagles to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. At the same time, we know how uh, the Dallas Cowboys do against winning teams. In the big games, yeah. Exactly, because they've been beating up on a small guy. Okay? So, you got that. So, I'll put one and one with that. Jalen Hurts, I do think that it's going to depend on uh, a, a couple of things. First of all, which way you flush him out of the pocket and is his knee good? All right? But at the same time, the brotherly shove, it, it, it's just it's a fail-proof play. Then you have to think about C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Take him out of the game. Okay? Is Brandon Cooks going to step up? Okay. Then you got Michael Parsons on defense for Dallas. He's a beast. But they ain't shabby on that Eagles defense either. You got Hassan Reddick, a big play slay. And you got them other boys on the other side too, man. And then don't forget about the other Kelsey, man. He's taking he, – he really tells what, what that offensive line needs to do, man. Yeah. That center, he's probably the best center in the NFL. With Lane Johnson out there. Right. That offensive line is legit. Man, this game right here is tight, man, and everything. And with that being said, I just taken with the even kill that Jalen Jalen Hurts, um, he is with. He say, you know, you, you, you learn. And that's what you do. And I'm thinking that it may be a situation where I just feel like they may have, I'm not sure, they may have lost their last game for the season. I'm not 100% sure on that, man. I'm just saying that I don't see Jalen Hurts coming out with anything less than this game is mine. I'm going to win it myself if I have to, even on, uh, you know, as far as how that goes. But it's going to be interesting to say. And, you know, I take in, when I look at that game, you know, one game I, I took it, I went against uh, Jalen Hurts. And the other game I say I'm not going to do it anymore. Okay, uh, or I was wrong when I did it, uh, and, and he ended up dropping that game. But anyway, when you think about this game, man, I, I, I would really like to see Jalen Hurts really do what he needs to do. I think you got two premier quarterbacks in this game. You really, really do. I think it's going to be the game to watch, and, and I think that it's going to be highly entertaining. Uh, you said Cowboys 27-21. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take it. I want to say uh, the Eagles 28-24. Uh, uh, and the reason why I say that is because I just see J- Jalen Hurts. I think he refused to lose this one. They may drop another one, but I just see him refusing to and lose this one. I think that's the same reason why I'm saying it. Uh, I think Micah's going to be tuned in on that defense. Mm-hmm. And I think he, 
just what he can do on defense, how much he can change a game. And you know me, I'm heavy, and you get the Eagles behind going. You don't let them get ahead of the lines. You don't get, let them get ahead of just playbook. Short calls, distances and everything. Get into those things like that. Make Jalen have to force, have to throw the ball. Make him beat you with his arm. I think the Cowboys can do that. Mm-hmm. And I think that can out-quarterback Jalen Hurts in this game. Oh, man, this is wonderful, man. I can't wait to see it. You know what I'm talking about when I said it. Okay, now, the next game that we're taking, we're looking at, is a situation. Uh, what what do we have? We have uh, the, the Green Bay Packers at the Jets. Giants. At the Giants. Yeah, yeah the Green Bay Packers at the Giants. Uh, listen, uh, let me go ahead and take this right quick. You run away with it. <clears throat> Now listen, uh, it was a situation where they they just knew that the Packers was not going to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They knew it. Okay, first of all, you played at Lambeau Field, and I left. I never lost hope in in Jordan Love. Now Devito, okay, he has been playing some pretty decent balls. Uh, Saquon Barkley, okay, he can run it if he gets the opportunity to do so. But I really like our defense, man. I really like our defense. And the only thing we really have to do here is take just to kind of keep them at bay, make the Giants play giant football, and then uh, Jordan Love needs to have time to throw and do what he needs to do. Uh, I think when it comes to running back, uh, we, we have lost some things with Aaron Jones, but A.J. Dillon, man, has been giving us enough to take and kind of win these games. At the same time, the extra added motivation is, listen, we fight for that wild card spot, that last one. All right, so it's motivation and reason to play this game, not necessarily for the Giants. Now, I ain't saying neither team is going to lay down. I just think we're going to be a little bit more hungry. Uh, you know what I mean when I look at this game. So I want you to give me your take on it, but I think that the, pa- the, the, the Green Bay Packers will win this game against the Giants 21-17. What you got? Oh, yeah. Uh, the only concern I have about this game is your guys' rushing defense going up against a guy as good as Saquon Barkley. We have let a lot of rushing yards go by this season. Um, I think I just was looking at it. I think you guys are ranked 30th. And it's only 32 as, teams in the as league. A run defense. I, 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 he, he's, so that's I, just he's personal. The, that's, <laughs> the only, <laughs> that's the only concern I have going into this game. Um, and you got to expect them to try to get the run game going. Right. With them having to try out Tommy DeVito. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I still do have you guys winning this game just because of the level of play Jordan Love has been at these last three weeks. Right. Um, and like you said, you guys are playing for a wild card spot sitting at 6-6. Six and six. The rest of your schedule is ideal for a team at this position. You guys have the Giants this week, Bucks next week, Panthers the week after, Vikings and Bears. Mm. Four of those five games are teams below 500. Right. You have to take care of these. You have to take care of these games. And I think you guys will do that. And like I said, Jordan Love is coming to his own. Um, your defense flies around. It's just figuring out how to stop these runs, stop some of the bigger runs you guys give up. But I will give it to you guys. I'll say the score will be 17 to 7. All right, and you got the Packers winning that one? Yes. Okay, cool. Now, how about this last one? This last matchup that we have against the four and eight Titans. Okay, Will Levison them boys against two and Tyreek at nine and three. The Titans at the Dolphins. I just think they get ran out of the place. I, honestly, I just think that they get ran out. That that Miami Dolphins offense is just something else to try to keep up with, and with that offense not really having an identity at all out there, um, I, it's going to be hard. I want to say Derrick Henry went down the last game, too, as well. So that takes your best chance at 
getting his thing done. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he he had he got evaluated with a concussion last game, so it's it's not guaranteed if he plays or not yet. Uh, but either way, either way it goes, I don't care who suits up for the Titans. I just think the Dolphins are a better football team. Um, I'll give it to them 31 to 16. All right. 31 16. That's what we got happening and everything. And like I say, you know that TNT connection, man. You take, you got two and Tyreek out there running all over the place. He getting them dropping dimes and making everything happen. Yeah. Hey, that's our uh, NFL uh, Week 14 preview, baby. I hope that you definitely enjoyed it. But before we sign off, we got some must see TV. What I'm talking about, we got that women's college volleyball quarterfinals, baby. We got Louisville playing Pitt. We got Arkansas going up against Nebraska. We got Oregon and Wisconsin, and then we got Stanford and Texas. Must see TV, baby. Check them out. We'll update you with it. Another thing that's going to take place, we got the first inaugural in-season tournament NBA Cup Finals tonight. <laughs> yes, tonight. I will be watching. You got the Lakers, okay, which probably number one in defense, against the Pacers, which probably number one in offense. I'm going at it, man. This means a lot, baby, and it's going to happen tonight. We done already discussed this thing, but they're going to go ahead and call it. We still got them Lakers winning. Yes, sir. Okay, let's make it do exactly what it do. Another thing that's happened, win tonight. You got the Heisman Trophy winner. Yeah, they don't gave all the best wide receiver, uh, the smartest quarterback, uh, the best tight end, uh, the, the best long snapper, whatever you want to call it. That those that They done already did those awards. Now it's for Heisman Trophy time. That's happening Wendy? That's tonight. Turn on. Okay, look for that. Let's see what happens. And of course, watch any bowl game you want to watch. Okay? It comes on. Just watch it and enjoy yourself. Okay? It's sports, baby. Yeah. Hey, I hope y'all enjoyed the show because we definitely did. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we would like to thank everyone for listening today, baby. Please join us again on our next episode of Donald and Donald Podcast. Yes, baby. Double D. <laughs> Straight off script, people. Check us out. We can't wait to see you next time. Hear from you next time and make it do what it do. You know what it is. It's me. It's my turn. Hey, hey, please, please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. And no matter what season you're in, trust the process. You never know when your win's coming. Yeah, let's make it do what it do. See y'all next time. Tune in. Look for that new episode. Double D.